0: welcome to the healthy life podcast that doesn't hold back we discuss all subjects from wellness healthy eating and fitness welcome to healthy life
1: gary coles hello hello how are you, you sir i'm good thank you so what are we talked about here today uh we're going to talk about hypnosis and hypnotherapy oh uh, wide a subject, subject. That, yes a wide subject that people don't know a lot about or have too many misconceptions on so how did it all begin for you then why that line of work it, it was a complete accident <laughs> as it is for most people <laughs> I found today when, yeah. when
0: people fall into their passion yeah. it yeah. is you're literally led down that road without realising yeah.
1: it yeah I mean my, my original background I was an IT consultant in the oil industry so I mean totally removed from hypnosis absolutely um, that job ended uh, due to redundancy many years ago um I decided I wanted to work for myself. Uh, didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, and I saw a, a psychologist doing some some advertising for taster sessions for hypnotherapy uh, and hypnosis. And I, I must admit, I was very sceptical about it. Mm. Uh, and I went along to see what it was about. And uh, the only thing I used to have as an issue was um, nightmares all, all my life, but never really worried me. But they woke they me up four or five sort of nights a week. Uh, and I went to see the, this guy doing a demo, and um, he said, oh, "I'll sort those out for you." Uh, and I said, right, okay. And we did a, a very long session. We spent an afternoon doing hypnosis work, and, and I thought absolutely nothing happened. I thought I wasn't hypnotized. I didn't respond in any of the ways that he said I would. And I thought, oh, no, this is absolute rubbish. Uh, so I went off, and about a month later, I realized that I hadn't had a nightmare since. So I thought, okay, there's something in this. So I went back and did um, a basic diploma. Uh, and then I really got into it and I become um, in the first cohort in the UK to actually get a master's degree in the subject Um, I I do a lot I specialize in working with cancer patients uh, and teach doctors and psychologists how to use hypnosis with cancer patients and go all around the world teaching that as as well as running my own practices
0: well that that is pretty phenomenal (laughs) to start with and how did you start working with cancer patients and the doctors I mean that's kind of niche
1: it is very niche, yeah. Um, I found, um, I was, again, it, it was quite by accident. I was invited. Somebody had found that I'd recently qualified as a hypnotherapist. And they said, oh, we, we would like somebody to come in and work with some cancer patients um, because it, it can be very useful. Um, so I went into the Royal Surrey uh, where I'm still still based. and I've been there for 16 years now uh, working with cancer patients. Uh, and um, so I started there. And the, and the idea was I thought I would just go and gain some experience because it was fairly early on. Uh, then I was seeing the results that it would make with cancer patients going, through the whole of the journey. Um, Then over the years, the the hospital sent me on lots of specialist cancer courses and so on. Uh, And then when I did my master's, I decided to make it really difficult for myself and decided I wanted to do medical research. And uh, so I did. Uh, Everybody told me I was mad, uh, and I was, because the ethics behind it was crazy. Uh, I I remember going into the NHS ethics and said, I'd like to do some research for you at the hospital. And it was, oh, fantastic, fantastic. We, we, We love research. We love research. And they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do hypnosis on your cancer patients. And you could see... The sort of them go very pale and grey very quickly, um, but I actually did um, some research into looking at how how pre-surgical hypnosis affect the co- affects the recovery quality in breast cancer operations.
0: Wow, okay. And I was
1: able to demonstrate it did and why. Mm. Uh, so we put protocols together uh, t- to do that with cancer patients. Uh, obviously, I got my master's degree through that, um, and then um, things like this happened. I started getting asked to be interviewed for various places because people decided I was an expert in that area, um, and. And um, people said you need to sort of start training people, and it sort of took off from there. So I now go all around the world presenting at conferences, normally. doing podcasts. Normally, yes. Normally, yes. Uh, as we mentioned earlier on, I should have been in Vegas and Boston this weekend. And, and next
0: who weekend.
1: actually wants to be there when you can be here? Well, <laughs> yeah. Careful. Yes, I know. But uh, yeah. So um, so yeah. So I run five busy practices locally, uh, and I work with Zoom clients all over the world. And yes, when travel is is on the cards, I go around and teach doctors and so on. The techniques that I've perfected over the years. So
0: what kind of things do people in the local practices come to you for?
1: Um, it's, it's pretty, a lot of the things that people will recognise um, as being the most common things, and that would be things like fears and phobias, um, anxiety, stress, depression, uh, weight loss, um, addictions like smoking, that type of thing. Those are probably the most common things we would work with. Uh, anxiety is pretty big at the moment, as you can imagine. Needle phobia is quite popular, um, as in as is things like drinking. Alcohol uh, consumption. It's probably gone (laughs) way up, hasn't it? In the pandemic, it has, yeah. Uh, And the other big riser in the last couple of years is sleep issues, uh, insomnia issues. That's me. Yeah, so we do a lot of work on that. Uh, So those are probably the most common things, um, but there's a lot of other things that we can work with that people don't realise. One of the big areas I do a lot of work uh, with is with sports performance. Uh, Interestingly, we have the Olympics at the moment. I've worked with Olympians and world champions on improving their sports. Uh, So we we can do a lot of work with that. Uh, And another very big area is um, sort of menopause and fertility issues. I do a lot of work with unexplained infertility, IVF work, uh, and I've had several women come to me um, for unexplained infertility or they're undergoing IVF and have had several births from it.
0: Now do you think you know, just on that particular subject then mm. as an example, do you think you're kind of unblocking that the process is unblocking a, the mind to be able to allow the body to do what it needs to? Uh,
1: you are because there's, there's a lot of interesting things, if you, if you actually sort of go behind the research and the physiology behind it uh, if somebody is trying to become pregnant and it's not working, um, they generally become anxious over it. Uh, if they actually Become anxious that actually decreases oestrogen production, which they need to become pregnant. So, that, so that their own body is being sabotaged. Um, if they then fall into depression, uh, there's another chemical, progesterone, which is actually secreted during lactation, uh, and it's to stop you getting pregnant because you're breastfeeding. So, because you're because you're now depressed, you, you're you're decreasing one chemical, increasing the other. So you're actually sabotaging your body. The whole situation. Uh, yeah. So if we can actually work with you, you know, resolve the anxiety, resolve the depression.
0: And how do you do that then? What is the process? uh,
1: With hypnosis, obviously, hypnotherapy. Hmm. Um, But yeah, we we look at reprogramming the unconscious mind. We also... Do something called neuro-linguistic programming, which is challenging your challenging your perception to the way that you think things. Uh, and we can also do what we call analytical hypnotherapy. And the idea with that is, we, it sounds a strange thing until you experience it. But it's it's talking to the unconscious or so asking the unconscious why you've got the problem or why you feel or act that way. And, and there will be parts of you that want you to feel or act that way. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel or act that way. Uh, so we can do work with that. And then sometimes we look to see whether there was a reason behind why that behaviour or feeling happened in the first place.
0: So with, with regard. To the hypnotherapy part you know for mm. the uninitiated it's lying on a couch and having a clock in front of you uh,
1: absolutely that's not very, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, exactly
0: uh, so talk us through the whole process of how you hypnotise somebody yeah
1: uh, we simply talk to them it's, it's no no more difficult than that I, I, and it's, it's some of the things I, I can pretty much guarantee if I meet somebody socially for the first time uh, the four sort of statements I would generally typically hear is number one is I won't look into your o- your eyes or, or where's your watch uh, and I've actually bought one and I take it to talks and I'll get it out and I'll swing it and say guess what I do for a living and they say you're a hypnotist and I say how do you guess and they say because you've got a hypnotist watch and I say I haven't because we don't use them but, <laughs> but, the, but one of the useful things is that is that something you've been conditioned to accept as being true that isn't and there's lots of things that your mind has accepted as being true throughout your life which aren't which is why you've been conditioned to think incorrectly about all the about things, things you
0: think about yeah you're yeah, so, just so,
1: conditioned yeah so you're conditioned and quite often you're conditioned in a wrong way you know to be frightened of a spider for example um you know there's no reason to but you're conditioned to to, to think that uh, yeah. and that's why you've got problems um And I also get asked about stage hypnosis and that type of thing, but essentially we we say that hypnosis is a mixture of, to me, it's a mixture of three things. It's focused attention, uh, which is the main part, Uh, a little bit of distraction, because we like to distract what's known as your conscious mind, I mean it doesn't actually work like that scientifically, but that's the easiest model to follow. Uh, And then for a lot of people it can be relaxing, um, because we tend to put relaxation as part of it. Um, it, We don't have to have people relaxed um, with sports people, for example. Um, because they, we need to get them into the zone I will quite often work with a sports person when they're on a piece of exercise equipment you know a row machine or a bike or something like that now obviously they're not relaxed because they're peddling away hard uh, but they're still in the zone so, mm. so we work with them in that so so it is really a key to get somebody in that zone and we just the way we do that is simply talk to them
0: so it's more simply talk to them I don't think it's simply <laughs> well, no, there, there
1: are specific things
2: obviously let me that just we take say. you back to
0: that sentence
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so well, you, it, have, it you becomes obviously second
0: have
2: techniques nature. yes, yes. Uh, I think Roger's been hypnotised because he's very quiet in the corner there I <laughs> just <laughs> quite, I'm, I'm just
1: fascinated by the whole subject here go on carry on because
2: okay. yeah, I've been watching a programme about uh, corpus um, perception um, where he, he's like a brain person knows all about the brain and stuff and that's quite because he solves crimes through it but it's quite interesting when you kind of mentioned it yeah because it, it's your brain—you don't realise how much your subconscious is doing. You're not realising, kind of thing, you know. Yeah,
1: and an interesting one you mentioned about solving crimes. I, I did, uh, and it's, its you can't do it for court cases, particularly in the UK. I mean, it's quite big in the, in the states, um, but they use um, forensic hypnosis in certain court cases and things. And I actually had somebody over here. Um, that had, sadly, an accident involving a dog being run over. Uh, and the person that did it wouldn't help them. The dog was badly injured, wouldn't help them, drove off, etc., etc. And the person was very, very upset, and they wanted, obviously, the police and things involved, um, but didn't have any information. And they actually came said, well, could, could you get me this information through hypnosis? And I said, well, obviously, there's no guarantees. You know, the mind doesn't exactly work like that. Um, but I actually did a hypnosis session with them, and it, it, it didn't work quite as we expected, but it was quite strange. The under hypnosis we, could, we couldn't get a, a car number plate and we didn't get that but we did get a reasonable description of a car uh, that was involved and a description of the driver and, and so on and so forth uh, which I was a little bit disappointed by because I thought well we haven't got enough information um, but the guy actually phoned me up the following day uh, and said it was really bizarre because he said he decided to go out with the other dog and, and give the other dog a walk and decided to take a route that he would never normally take uh, and as he was walking down, down this particular road that he would never normally go down um, out the corner of his eye he saw a part of a car in an open garage door and recognised it from the session and actually went in and the guy came out the house and it was that guy and he admitted to it all. Oh uh,
0: my goodness. Oh <laughs> word. So that's something to do with subliminal messaging yeah, or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah,
2: and
1: I've used it to, for finding lost jewellery and all sorts of things. So you can
2: The mind is a it. very powerful yeah. thing, there's, isn't there's it? A bit, know nothing. There's a bit in that programme where the guy is talking to the, one of the FBI top bosses kind of saying yeah, um, you have to watch it but it's the kind of thing where he said you're missing stuff he said what do you mean so they set him up so he as he was, they got him a mate to come outside and he's coming up this woman's distracting him from a map so she's like saying oh, look, I'm a bit lost can you help me so he's like looking in, looking at the map trying to explain to her they make say somebody's walked past both of them so it kind of splits them up um, they change the woman as the people walking past this kind of like um, board thing um, and stopped around and because he's, he's concentrating on a map and he looks up they've changed a the woman but he doesn't realise that he thinks it's the same woman Karen's chatting to her and he comes back and says we've got you so what do you mean and there's the two women like, like, waving at him like that they swapped around mm.
0: you
2: just because don't realise
0: you've got yeah. to distract yourself from what you're actually thinking about yeah. is that
1: work yeah uh, and again I've seen an experiment I've got some, some friends that do magic and, and illusion uh, one of the things they, they do online is they show a magic trick uh, but you're so focused on the magic trick that you don't spot that whilst they're doing it the colour of the background changes they change the, their shirts and all sorts of other things so the whole setup up has completely changed by the end of it uh, and they ask you questions well what have you noticed about this and generally people don't other than they, they talk about the trick, and you know everything
2: else has changed. Yeah. Mm. Brains are a sort of amazing, amazing bit of kit. Basically, you just don't realise what you can do. Changing programming, you know. Yeah. So, how,
0: how have you helped people? I mean, what stands out in your mind as
1: some? Um, obviously, I, a good one, one of the cancer patients actually was probably a very very good example um, of a success. I mean, it had quite a sad start. It started off where it was quite a young lady, um, and um, sort of young early thirties. She had a very daredevil lifestyle, sort of parachuting, doing lots of things. Uh, she was diagnosed with colon cancer, and initially they said it, that it was going to be a keyhole surgery. Uh, and that's all she would need doing. Um, They took her in, uh, found when they started to do it, that it had spread hugely. Um, They had to take her whole colon out, they had to do a cholestomy, they had to break all her ribs to actually get at everything. Um, So quite a painful sort of exercise. Um, Then uh, they decided because it spread, she needed to have chemotherapy, uh, quite serious chemotherapy, and she reacted against it, and she died three times and had to be resuscitated. Um, And that was when I saw her, the third time she'd been resuscitated, Uh, because she was in so much pain from the chemotherapy, the resuscitations and the broken ribs, uh, that even with medication she couldn't sleep. Um, so I was brought in to, to work initially with pain control, uh, which I did because she was still in the hospital. Then we graduated for, uh, moving on to sleep issues with the pain control and so on. And then we moved on to sort of getting a, sort of getting rid of the anxiety and the stress and looking for the future. Um, then she left hospital, but she was still working with me for, for various psychological uh, things. Um, and then I didn't see her f- probably for about 18 months. Uh, and then I saw her again 18 months ago, uh, which was after that, where she came to me as a private patient. Uh, wanting to me to assist her in improving her triathlon performances. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So,
0: I mean, that is just a sentence. You, know, you get a person who's not been on that journey doing that.
1: That's a massive sentence,
0: let alone somebody who's been on that journey. Yeah. So she's learning to live her life and living it and holding it in both hands and running yeah. with it, literally.
1: Yeah, so, so yeah, things, things like that. So
0: that of. must make you feel like everything you do is worthwhile.
1: Yeah, yeah, and sporting things. Again, I worked with, with a guy, uh, a motorcyclist, and um, he he both individual and team cycling, motorcycling. Uh, He got kicked out of the British team because his form had really dipped. Um, He he was on the verge of retiring, but somebody suggested that he come and work with me. And he got reinstated as captain in the British team and became European champion.
0: So how do you talk these people, you just talk to them? (laughs) How do you just talk them into becoming these things? Uh,
1: Well, there's there's a couple of ways that we do that. One is obviously we deal a lot with the mind. We give them the confidence to do that. Uh, And the other thing which sounds strange strange to, to explain it, you really need to experience it, is, is we do what we call modelling uh, with the mind. So for, for an example, if I was working with a golfer, uh, one of the things that I might do uh, for them is that um, if there's a particular shot that they're, they're struggling with, uh, we might get them to imagine their favourite golfer, you know, professional golfer. And then under hypnosis, we get them to imagine watching the professional golfer doing the same shot that they want to do and working out what's different Uh, we will then get themselves watching themselves under hypnosis and comparing the two so they can see what's what's different Mm -hmm. and then where it gets very strange and a little bit freaky we get them to imagine floating into the body of the professional golfer and sensing what it would feel like to do the shot as the professional golfer would do it um, so they notice all the differences in the muscles and the feeling and the, the standing and you know the psychological issues we get them to do that and then we get them to imagine coming back to their own body but with all those resources and doing it again
0: Okay. So
2: it uh, sounds a very weird. How story. do
0: you get them into that position, though? How? how
2: oh, I mean? It, it's like a process. You start that kind of gets them into that like relaxation. Uh, yeah. Again, it's through talking
1: to them, I, I would get them to visualize, imagine, get the mind distracted. So, so we might get them to start off with, for example, going to a favourite place. You know, somewhere where you feel happy, calm, relaxed, and we would describe that to them, so they'd be nice and happy and relaxed. And then we would go through a process. If, we, if we're doing, say, a, a, a relaxation method, uh, we would talk about relaxing all your muscles muscles. muscles and so on and you would gradually become more and more relaxed Uh, and at that stage we can sort of if you like your your mind is wandering away so So we can then access the unconscious yeah and we we then put suggestions in and we'd get them to rehearse or talk to me how they're feeling what what's going on in their mind does
0: this amaze you every day you do it
1: quite often yeah (laughs)
0: And what happens if you're anxious or can't sleep or poorly or need to get a golf shot? Right? Yeah, you can, you
1: can teach people self-hypnosis. Can uh, you? Again, we do a lot of that with sports people. Yeah, you, you teach them how to work with themselves and we get them to do self-hypnosis to rehearse situations and, uh, and certain techniques to get over fears and phobias and we, we put in what we call anchors in place. So if they do something specific, uh, a ritual, that, that would invoke a, a certain feeling or a certain emotion or a certain way of being.
0: So don't have the ritual.
1: Uh, no, it's useful to have a ritual. As usual. Uh, usual, yeah, because you, you can anchor something to that ritual. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I mean, a common one you might see people is just squeezing a finger, f- finger and thumb together. Oh, yeah. Um, because what what we can do with that is we can put a specific memory or emotion or something into them uh, f- that they want to access, and then you can teach them that that is the trigger, and when they do that, it will
2: automatically come yeah, back. It will calm their mind. them
0: down, walking along a sandy yeah. beach barefooted or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, when when we was talking about like, um, it's a process he goes through. Um, I went to the Paul McKenna show and he talks to the audience to see who's actually... Susceptible. A- susceptible, yeah. And it goes through lots of, re- as I say, relaxation things, techniques. There's things like putting your, your hand and then the next minute it calls you up and you get that motion thing going. Did you I go? F- I felt like I was getting Did up but well, now I realised what's happening and stopped. But all my, all my friends that went with me got straight up up onto the stage and they went through the whole process and he like, dribbles it down to um, see who's really acceptable, kicks most people off the stage and he gets to, to his man people that he wants uh, we went back the following year and did the same thing um, and watched him again and, that, and my colleagues were up on stage again and he said you've been here before he goes yep yeah. he goes sleep just memorise it there just doubt didn't, didn't have to do the whole process Mm. you know and um. what do you
0: think about that the stage hypnosis uh, I've got
2: friends stuff. that are stage hypnotists and, um, and I have practiced
1: I've been on some of their workshops just for fun particularly out in Vegas and things mm. uh, and, and yeah I've done a bit of street hypnosis out in Vegas just, just for a bit of fun um, because it can be useful because quite often somebody will say show me something uh, and um, and to do it is stage stuff is, is slightly different you do mm. have to have a, a biggish audience um, because what, what we, they don't tell you is with, with uh, and you mentioned about susceptibility uh, for hypnotherapy uh, we say it's a Altered state of awareness that everybody can do uh, so for hypnotherapy to do the sort of the, 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 if you like the the state that we need for hypnotherapy we can pretty much do with everyone um, I, I would say I failed with two people uh, and that's out of over 10,000 so it, it's, it, it works pretty well uh, but with stage hypnosis um, they have to be in a specific state which is known as a somnambulistic state it's the same, word, same term as sleepwalking but it's not the same state it just it looks the same and you have to get them in that specific specific state to do the stage hypnosis uh, but we reckon that only something around 2-4% to 4% of the population are capable go- of going into that state and that is why he does all the stuff uh, what you do is you start off with basic suggestibility you make it harder and harder and harder and then you end up with the very few people, you get rid of everyone else yep. You know, it looks amusing but you're actually testing who are genuine, who, who, who are the ones that are really in that 2-4% to 4%, because they're the only ones you can work with uh, uh, on a stage show, so, yeah. so that how, how that was and, and yes it is real, it work, it does work and
0: that's the thing though that concerns me is that you Said so when you go back a year later, those same people who stayed on the stage for longer, were obviously, still susceptible. And he went like that.
2: Yeah, it literally just went sleep. And they yeah, that's, so that's, that, kind, yeah. that's yeah. kind of a that's power post hypnotic suggestion. Again, so,
1: I mentioned about an anchor. Yeah. Mm. That's a similar sort of thing. Oh, we, can okay. put, we can put a post hypnotic suggestion, that, uh, and you would do it carefully because you don't want them setting it off by accident in the street. No. So <laughs> it would be sort of you know, if you ever see me again on a stage in a theatre setting, and I say sleep, you know, you will go back into this state. As
0: a picture, yeah, if somebody clicks their yeah. fingers, you end up barking like a dog he did
2: put things in place saying if you leave leave the uh, auditorium basically and you go go home um, without coming back to the stage you know he put things in place that so would just disappear basically. yes okay but that's, he, that's he was told to in the intervals when we went for a drink he was told to shout out uh, he was like the guy on the Titanic saying iceberg ahead um, and when we went out the interval he was, was like talking to him and he's like I haven't been up on stage very long you have been up on stage and one of the other guys had the £10 note taken out of his wallet from the guy and then it back to him and he was giving me the tenner I said no I've been giving him the tenors. no it's not your wallet he was confused because he knew he had money in the wallet but it wasn't there and he's kind of got so he's kind of confused in that way but as we was talking he was going like iceberg head I said, what are you doing Dave he goes, nothing I said, "You just shouted iceberg head no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> but the bigger thing as well when we left and finished um, to us we were there for quite a few hours to them there was a few minutes
0: oh really Oh, that's, the, yeah, see that's interesting this passed. is nothing new to you it's no
2: so uh, we, again we have the what we call time distortion uh,
1: and um, what happens is when you do a session with somebody it will take all idea of time away uh, and typically when I do an initial session with somebody um, I, I always say to them at the end how long do you think you had your eyes closed and typically they'd say "Well, oh, I'm not sure five to ten minutes and I say do you think it was slightly more slightly less oh no it was definitely Definitely less, uh, but yeah, I always do thirty to thirty-five minutes. Oh, okay. And
0: that's I've had really people accusing me
1: of changing their watch and all sorts <laughs> before because they were convinced that they only had. Their I think it's probably.
0: I mean, it's probably nothing like this at all. But when you get absorbed into a hobby, I say gardening or whatever it is, you get completely absorbed in. You suddenly, go, oh my goodness, it's five o'clock. Mm. That kind uh, of again, thing. Is that, that is, that what is an altered state. Of? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, we, we say an altered state of awareness is anything that's not your normal rational thinking state. So things like daydreaming, uh, meditation. Um, you know, they're all. That, or sometimes you get distracted when you're driving. For example, you drive on autopilot, and you, yeah, don't you end it. up
0: in the wrong place. You go, yeah, that and you think, uh, but
1: yet yeah, you didn't crash. So something no. was guarding you and actually doing the work. But you, mm. but you were in that altered state, so not aware that. And it was I
0: happening. wonder why that's happened though. Is that because that's you do that automatically? Obviously, it, it is.
1: Yeah,
2: and you can just let your mind wander and uh, right, I, off it I, goes. I do say I go that a lot. Was just, this journey was really quick because you kind of going like you say, autopilot. Yeah, you know. Um, I have always find the journey back is quicker than the journey going. No, no it's the same amount of mileage, same amount of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's it, because you've done it before and it's familiar.
2: Well, you just go you kind of switch off like I said you just kind of yeah. switch off and it trust
0: just... the process
1: maybe mm.
2: yeah.
0: something to do with trust in the process mm. so you're fascinated and you're not don't get bored by this on any level you love it
1: no uh, again it's, it's just fantastic to see what amazing differences you can make to people's lives you know if you, uh, again like sports people if, if, if they suddenly will win a world championship or a European championship when another one I worked with a professional um, uh, ice hockey player uh, and uh, again he came to see me because um He'd had an injury, he'd come back, he didn't think he was playing as well, and the papers had really got on his back saying that he was uh, the worst import the team had ever bought, Uh, so there was all this negative media. Uh, And again, I worked with him and he'd come back to to thank me that um, he'd been voted player of the season. Uh, after after that yeah. it's
0: lovely that must make you feel everything is worthwhile when you get it
1: yeah you see that and obviously you can, you can get people through their cancer journey which helps you know just simple things you know people say oh but you know I've lost two stone I never thought I'd do that or I've given
2: up smoking or given up drinking or, so you
0: just remove the blockages the reasons why they can't lose the weight can't get to much, sleep pretty much yeah yeah
2: I think Bev needs your session on <laughs> our drinking. She's got very big drinking. No, habits. sleeping. <laughs> sleeping is what. Sleeping I need. and drinking. <laughs> no, no,
0: it's not the drinking. I'm managing that one.
1: Yeah. So no, all, all those all those things are good. Mm. And and yeah, I, I probably another really good one. Where, where I've had lots of things is you know women that are really struggling to become pregnant and go through IVF or that, and you know then they contact me and say, oh yeah, I'm pregnant, or, Remove the or, or or I've now got you know I've got a daughter or a son. That
0: was a really interesting um, explanation of that. Mm. With what you were saying earlier on, that's absolutely interesting, isn't it? The it says, hormones
2: that affect yeah, because we because a lot of things in your body kind of is chemistry based, isn't it? Really, yeah. And it's uh, triggers in your brain it kind of turns them on and off. Things, so it makes quite sense when you say yeah.
1: And, and even on that sort of you know, to, because the idea is obviously you can change it that way. You, that you can improve it, which is the other side of things. I mean, IVF, for example, there was some some really good research done in Israel that shows that if people undergoing IVF treatment have a course of hypnosis at the same time, it actually doubles their chances of success it's a huge huge difference uh, uh, again so I, I work with a lot of people going through IVF and uh, you know and they come to me saying oh this is my last round you know the last three didn't work I'm desperate and and it works well, yeah
0: but the world yeah desperate last round you know that you're putting things in your head yeah, already aren't you that yeah, it's never so, going to work but yeah, you, so. if you open up the possibilities then
1: yeah and, and there's, there's a lot of research um, going forward in other areas I mean one of the other areas which sounds mind boggling moving on from there and it's another area I lecture doctors in is a, it's a bit of a mouthful it's psychoneuroimmunology say um, that again psychoneuroimmunology PNI i for short and well, now say <laughs> yeah, it yeah P&I we call it for short because <laughs> okay. you trip over it very quickly. Um, but that's the study of how um, emotions and feelings can impact your immune system. Uh, the old adage, uh, you know, that a grandmother will say, oh, you know, uh, you're, fee- you're down, you'll catch a cold. And you do. And you do.
0: Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it is a self-fulfilling mm.
1: prophecy. Um, but they've, they've now moved on to show with blood tests and so on that, that emotions and particularly things like anxiety, depression and that type of thing can have an impact on the immune system it does change it Um, and therefore as hypnotherapists we can change feelings, emotions and so on there is that link there and there's been some interesting research in areas such as hay fever and other disease to, to show that yes that, that has made changes to the immune
0: system yeah you know, slightly off on a tangent but it'd be quite interesting to see how it develops over the next couple of years five years however long is they say that if you've had covid you're more likely to have hay fever so mm. i'd like to know whether that actually is true or is it putting that in your mind
2: again could could be could be either be quite or both. interesting a combination of yeah, both. there'd be a law change in race in sports saying you're not allowed to take Drugs, which is obviously what's in sports drinking, Hi- um, hypotherapy, can't have. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <gene>.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it, I mean, language is mm. taken without you realizing it, everything you hear can be taken as a suggestion. And a good standard one of that, you know, with all the the COVID things and vaccinations going on. um, If you go in to to have a vaccination, for example, uh, and I'm always having a go at some of the the hospital staff over this sort of thing about how they sort of talk to people. Mm. Um, If if you're having an injection and the nurse says, uh, you know, roll your sleeve up and whatever, and then they say, or you might want to look away because it might hurt a little bit. Mm. That's putting huge suggestion that this will hurt, hurt. so you will automatically tense up, so that it will. Then it does. Now, if you say to that person or you might want to look over there and you're going to feel a very slight sensation that's not going to
2: tense it up no
1: (laughs) so they're nice and relaxed so it doesn't hurt and it can be just very very
2: simple things like that
0: language changes yeah
2: do you you know the biggest thing i get going as i'm getting older now um i watch old films back as well and when i when i was probably in my 20s maybe sort of mid early 30s um i watched that film great you know now i kind of watch it it's quite sad i get really emotional you know, I've, I get tears down running down my eyes. That's why I don't watch work with people, with other people. But yeah, i just like, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, more get, open. Yes, invoking yeah. emotions from. Yeah, I really get, get emotional the If they've got kids involved in a, it's like a really nice story. But that's because you've worse. got
0: children now as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, but I, I'm thinking, I sit here and I have tears down my and I think, what am I doing?
0: It's, that's fine yeah. to do that. Yeah. Why do you feel it's not?
2: Well, it didn't happen before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But no and and again things like that and that, and that is why people become conditioned to things is because you know you're taught to learn behavior or behavior's conditioned and and the way that's done is things that you're told so so I mean again it's the thing with working with cancer patients you need to be very careful with things like the diagnosis and the prognosis Because if you say to somebody, oh, oh, that's not good, you've got six months to live, what's going to happen? They're they're, they're They're going to die in six months because mm. that's the mindset. Mm. Um, So, you you know, you're not allowed to say things like that anymore. And and I always teach the the patients to work with the diagnosis, not the prognosis, because the diagnosis is facts. The prognosis isn't.
0: Well, that's it. The amount of people I've known who've had probably the... um prognosis mm. and they're here years later because yeah. they've chosen to change things about their lives and just live in the moment yeah, they're not but, thinking about the future they're just enjoying living
1: yeah, but some don't they, they will become very depressed yeah, i've and only they, got six months so i've got to do it,
0: all these things before yeah, i can't do them it. anymore yeah no. whereas i go i really really believe you shouldn't have a bucket list you should just get on and do the things that you want to do anytime yeah so you know, don't have a bucket list because once that's finished then you're ended
2: we just have a never-ending bucket. Mm. <laughs> a very big bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bucket list always changes every week, <laughs> adding things onto it. I'll change that, don't do that anymore, I'll do that instead. <laughs>
0: I just do it. I yeah. don't have a list. I don't have a bucket. I <laughs> <laughs> have, bu- have a trolley. Roger's yeah. just, just
2: been very quiet. I'm sure you're not hypnotised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fascinated by the whole subject. It's, it's, it is a fascinating subject. It's one of those where you just listen to it and you just go
0: absolutely well it's been completely fascinating I've enjoyed it every second of it
1: can you come back and talk to us again about something I would be more than happy to yes, ah. thank you for inviting me and in. yes any anytime
2: yeah well Paul there's social media links in the bottom for everyone to so we'll be able to get in touch with you uh,
1: yeah okay my, my business if people yeah. want to find me that way is, is Release Hypnotherapy so it's Gary Coles at Release Hypnotherapy and it's releasehypnotherapy.com this is where to find me
2: excellent
0: that's lovely thank you thank you thank you for listening and if you'd like to join the healthy life family please subscribe and like our podcasts you can find us on apple podcast and podbeam and remember to subscribe to stay fully up to date so look out for our next podcast and do check our new website BuzzPodcasts.co.uk.